Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the biased takes. We demand an episode just as Lamar demands a trade. Cat is back from the Wolves. We got Matchmaker back ready to roll. Some genie wishes for the NBA. And finally, a recap of March Madness. So sit back and enjoy the show. All right, Jalen. We're here on a Monday, having some technical situations going on behind the scenes. That's on me. As um, always, Zoom. It's not on Zoom, actually. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to talk that on Zoom. Of course, great. Yeah. Um, I think it's probably just because my computer needs to update, so having some problems with it. But that's neither here nor there. So much news to get to. I wish Christian was here because. Lamar dropped a bomb on his Twitter this morning, right before right before John Harbaugh was about to speak at a press conference. It's the craziest thing. Um, so that's pretty wild. Um, that's obviously the big news. NBA heating up so much. We got the Final Four set. It's an awesome Final Four. It's just a bunch of chaotic teams. UConn's going to win the championship probably. Um, we can talk about that a little later if you want. How are you doing, sir? So much to get to. So much to get to. Um, wow. Uh, Colby Zoom once again doing us dirty. Um, good goodness, Christian isn't here, he has been silent and let him be silent. I think a lot of Ravens fans, let's just say Baltimore fans in general, have been following the O's lately. Uh, they just sit down like one of their top prospects back to the triple A's, so things are just a big kick in the nuts right now for a lot of Baltimore fans, and uh. It's gonna be a good. It's gonna be good to talk about because there's some big people coming back in the NBA. A lot of stars. Um, some things are coming to. Some takes are coming into fruition. Like a certain center might be potentially going uh, undefeated in his return. So it's very interesting, Colby, to talk about um, the tournament. Also, very gonna be interesting to talk about because no chalk in the men's tournament. Might as well talk about this now. No chalk in the men's tournament, Colby. So no, what is it? No blue bloods, right? No, nobody. Well, I would. UConn is arguably a blue blood, but they've been down for for a while lately. Um, but the yeah, they're the highest seed. And they're a four seed. You got Miami. You got FAU, two Florida teams, and then you also got um, San Diego State, which like they're a five seed. They're pretty good, but still, like, so it's wild. Um, it's exciting. FAU or San Diego State, one of them will be playing for the national championship, guaranteed crazy <laughs> that's a great just great storyline um obviously i came on here saying that i was a big fan of the chalk teams um a lot of them right now I, I was about to say i think all of us stand here on this podcast saying that we were expecting some chalk but hey this is honestly pretty entertaining as well colby are you really going to be watching this series the final four yeah yeah, I'll watch the final four. I mean, it's crazy. I watched a little bit of the Elite Eight games. Like a little bit. I watched uh, I watched most of the Miami game yesterday, uh, against Texas. That of uh, course, of course, everyone watches the one against Texas. But that's the, that's the main reason why I'm a little disappointed in this tournament. That was the only team I had left rooting for. And 
as cool as it is for FAU to be in it, I was kind of pulling for K-State just because I feel like they could have really won it this year. And like that point guard they have is so nasty. But, you know, it's awesome that FAU's in it. Um, I hope they win the whole thing. One of my coworkers, um, I'm not going to name drop her, but picked uh, FAU to win the whole bracket just randomly because they had a really good record. <laughs> and if they, they actually win. Well, she's winning the office bracket party. That's for oh, sure. Oh yeah, dude, I had Houston. I believe. Ooh. I believe Christian that they were going to rig it for Jim Nance. They did not. They did not. And I, I, I literally that day before they played, I think I said I had my doubts against Houston, and they lost that next day. It's a, it's a crime when you have the gift like I do, when you could just predict greatness. Like there's going to be a day where. 20 years from now, they're going to need running backs inducted in the Hall of Fame. And they're going to turn to Hall of Fame inductee voters, and they're going to be like, who is it going to be? And I'm going to be like, LeGarrette, what? And Colby's going to be like, God damn! I can't believe you brought this. Please stop. Just stop. (laughs) Well, Colby, who would you say right now? To be a Hall of Fame running back? Yeah. Over LeGarrette? From that time period. From that time period. Okay. Um, how far do you want me to go? Alvin uh, Kamara. Two, two, two. Al- do you Kamara. think Alvin Kamara will get a Hall of Fame induction? No, but he has a better chance than LeGarrette. Well, well LeGarrette Blunt doesn't have any crimes against him that I know of that are outstanding. Okay, I'm just saying he's a much better player. <laughs> All right, fine. Derrick Henry. Uh, he's still playing football. Christian McCaffrey. Oh, like that are retired already? LeGarrette yeah. Blunt just retired, like what, like a year or two ago? He's not Three like- years ago, sir. Four years but ago? Respect three. Three. Respect three. to his career, sir. Still. Um, okay. So Four, how many rings? Colby? Right, three Adrian rings as well. Peterson. Adrian well, with his allegations as well, Colby. Okay. He's still going to get in the hole. <laughs> he's the best running back of our generation. I, he would have been inducted by now, though. He would have been inducted by now. I don't think he's even el- He's not been eligible yet. He's retired. Well, wait. That's he's right. He's been so many teams. So yeah. many teams. Yeah, no, he's not even been eligible yet. Like, it's longer than you think. They have to wait a good little bit before they become eligible. Peyton still hasn't even been eligible yet. And he hasn't played Ooh. since 2016. Peyton Manning. That is wild, man. He's that is wild. Shrine Day. <laughs> well, Colby, it just sounds like you're just still hating all the Garrett blood. No, I'm not. You're just being dumb. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it's crudely. Oh my God! No, this is gonna be brutal. It's just a, it's a take that I have to at least keep alive. No, because who knows? Who knows? But they might come back to relevancy. Who knows? Be in the dark. Like who knows? It might be a day where you where he actually, like, does something crazily awesome, and it's just like, okay, Colby, guess what? Future Hall of Famer Legarrette Blunt made great news today, and you're gonna be like, God damn it, shut up, like you are today. So it's just uh. It's just good to have, you know, in the back pocket. All right. Fair enough. Can we talk about Lamar Jackson now, please? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about someone that actually, Colby, I think you said that he should be a running back after this situation. That's not true. Um, Don't no. make, making stuff up that I said. Come on I'm now. Not. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, God. Oh, God. I did see a meme. There was a meme, though, I should have sent to you. It was Mahomes handing the ball off to Lamar Jackson. Oh, thank God. Uh, yeah, imagine that. Just imagine that. That's the, that'd be the first like successful quarterback offense, right? Like double quarterback offense. They literally cannot afford it. 
That's funny though. Um, but yeah, he says man. he wouldn't take running back money. No, I'm just kidding. Um, dude, Lamar comes out today, like you were saying though, demands that trade. Starting the morning off strong, right? Yeah, I mean that was wild. He literally, I mean, apparently, but it's not like he just demanded it. He said he. It is wild that that didn't even leak for that long. It only was like a few weeks ago that people were like, he might leak. And apparently yeah. March 2nd, he put the trade request in. So it stayed quiet for a while. And he was just like, all right. And he drops it like literally, what, like five minutes before John Harbaugh's about to walk up on the podium and speak at the uh, coaches' meetings where they take their big picture. So yeah. The, so like the, he's not playing for the Ravens again, bro, I don't think. Because of that makes it like because he timed it like that, that makes it like that just shows that it's like I mean he might be on the Ravens, but like I doubt it. Because like it's personal, clearly. Like that was wild. <laughs> Shout out to a spy that he had there that was like, Hey, Harbaugh's coming on here in like a few minutes if you want to like <laughs> stir something up real quick. He, there had to been some sort of plug that he had there that was like oh, yeah. send that tweet in now. When it's just like boom. But anyways. It's crazy though. First of all, March second, that gives him what five days before he got tagged that he put in that request. So they had time still to figure something yeah. out, and now they're in this situation. It's going to be brutal. I mean, Ravens fans, like I said, you guys got to take a minute to gather your thoughts. Colby, me, however, me and you sort of predicted this was going to happen. We said the Ravens would end up in a dark, dark place. Uh, what was it? Probably week 16 because the season wasn't over. We were already talking about this before the season even ended. Um, yeah, man, you're a Steelers fan. So what is your your arrival? So what are your, uh, I guess, give us a preview of your thoughts. You get a, you'll get a couple more days to sit on it. But uh, what are your initial thoughts, I guess we should say, on this uh, whole thing as a Steelers fan? There's so many. Um, as a Steelers fan, obviously, like, I mean, it's a positive outlook. Like, you hate to say it, like, feel bad for Christian and all. Hope he continues to watch football and do this podcast with us. But, yeah, like, it's pretty funny, especially when I sit there and look at Kenny Pickett's, like, $2 million that he's about to make each of the next, like, three years because he was the 20th pick. Probably not $2 million every year, but, like, cheap, very cheap salary and, like, no drama. And the Ravens are in this situation. I still do think, like, the Ravens are still a good organization. So, like, I'm sure it won't take them too long to be, like, back to relevance. But this is at least going to put them down for, like, a year or two if they do lose Lamar. Unless they just luck into some other quarterback somehow that's really good. But AFC is just a gauntlet, man. It's tough out there. So, Steelers, I've been saying all off season, positive directions, positive vibes. Great. The vibes keep getting better. Trending up. <laughs> I'm, I'm confident i feel very confident the Steelers should be in the playoffs next year they should be. i really hope they don't draft an offensive lineman that way you're that way you just that way just offsets the vibes a little bit they have to seem a little too confident like three top 50 picks all right all right out of that top 50 i hope you get one that, that does seem reasonable well, only one though we only need one more at this point because they've pretty much fixed the interior. With they got some all like the guards are set now. We have two really good guards now, and like Mason Cole was solid. So like the rest of the line is pretty much set. It's literally just left tackle. Stan Moore is just not it. So hopefully the quarterback play supports that offensive line as well. Oh, I think he will, dude. Kenny's a dog. 
I don't know how great he's gonna be, but like the things everyone says too, they're like that dude is like crazy grinder, like with watching film and his work ethic. So like all the guys love him in the building. He had him, he was already out there thrown in Florida with the with the guys, like right after the season ended. So like I think from all that stuff, he'll he'll take a jump. I don't know, it just depends on a matter of how big of a jump can he take, but he should take a big jump, especially with how he looked down the stretch. So it's it's good vibes. All right. Well, Colby, that's great to hear. <laughs> but I do have a skit for us. And it does fit, I guess, our uh our little skit trend that we've been working on with TV shows lately. Okay. Let's do a little uh matchmaker round two for Lamar Jackson. I like that. We did it for the Bears before. I guess it's time to crank up the matchmaker one last t- one other time. Uh I think this would be a good one, honestly. I was just shuffling through the papers and I was like, this one would be actually perfect for us right here. This is a quick little impromptu segment. Um, so Colby, it's a tough market out there and it's very quiet. And he hasn't heard anything in what, three weeks now? So yeah. we have to do the matchmaking, it looks like, for the league slash the Ravens. Um, let's just take the Ravens out the equation, I guess. Let's just say the Ravens already are willing to trade Lamar Jackson right off the rip after this announcement. Three teams that make them the best candidates for Lamar Jackson. All right. We're probably not going to be able to crank up this matchmaker some other day. So, (laughs) let's get it on. Colby, matchmaker team number one. What do you got? I mean, there's so many. So many options. I mean, you have to think – Baltimore is going to have some say in this because they did the exclusive tag. And so I wonder if like, it'll just turn into a sign in trade somehow. I don't know. We'll see. Baltimore has some leverage here. Like Baltimore is going to get like a good bid in return. And like, they realistically shouldn't want to send him in the conference. Um, so I would say, I mean, number one, we've all been saying it so long. I'm going to continue to say it does Washington. I kind of just think that makes, that's like the best fit. They have real weapons. The field being shitty is obviously not ideal. Partly she's for my French. But <laughs> um but yeah. Both like Washington has real weapons, a good defense. Like if they got Lamar Jackson, like they could be in the mix for that division with Philly. They could be one of the top teams in the NFC next year, apart from the Washington Commanders franchise aspect of it. And as we've said, if Dan Snyder wants to just give him a crazy deal to piss everyone off on his way out of the league. Um Washington, to me, is, is my first pick. <sighs> Colby, I'm going to just do this because you have a tendency to take the spotlight from my own team before I can. So, today, I shall take the spotlight before you shall steal it. So, I shall steal the spotlight before you steal it before me. And today, I will put the Vikings down as the matchmaker for Lamar Jackson. Kirk Cousins. We just negotiate his comp his Kirk Cousins camp just came to negotiate a contract extension with the Vikings. And it was a no-go for the Vikings. They said, This is your last year, buddy. Good luck. And apparently it was stunned, dropped mouths everywhere yeah. from Kirk Cousins camps. So I'm gonna say the Vikings, go ahead. You just broke the news to them. It's time. Just go ahead and rip the band-aid off. Let's go ahead and start making this offense even more electric. Let's go with the Vikings. Just stick with purple, Lamar. Just stay in purple. And we're indoors. Just just so you know, we're indoors. Just have to get 
it to work. That's the only hard part. Oh, I mean, I do love that. Um, I, I would have had them lower on my list probably. Um, I like. Oh, it. this isn't financially, like a ranking. <laughs> financially, could they do it? But that would be really cool. Um, and I do. Well, think, if they get like, rid of Kirk Cousins, they can do it. That's what I'm saying. And like, yeah, Kirk doesn't have a long deal, so like you could move Kirk pretty easily. Or even if like they end up having to eat a bunch of the contract, I'm sure they. And you ready for this, Colby? This would probably scare you. Hmm. Ravens have success with like slightly above average quarterbacks. Joe Flacco. Um, what is it? Trent Dilfer? Is that the other guy that won the Super Bowl with him? Yeah. See, barely above average. <laughs> barely above average. Colby, they got Kirk Cousins. He would find a way to win that team, even with them getting Nelson Aguilar this off this weekend, which I think was probably the the straw that broke the camel's back, in my opinion, with Lamar Jackson. Let's be real, everyone. He saw that. He saw that, and he was like, "All right, that's enough." He was like, "All right, you think that's gonna work?" (laughs) You guys think this is gonna? You think this guy is gonna be the star receiver where we've been looking for? So, uh, (laughs) um, yeah. I, I was about to say, Kobe, and what would your thoughts be in a Kirk Cousins in a Baltimore Ravens uniform? I don't think the Ravens would want Kirk Cousins. I think it doesn't matter. It's what would you think if he was there? It doesn't matter. The Ravens already said yes. Fear into my heart. So force that. All right. So it doesn't strike fear into no, your heart. When the Steelers and Ravens play, you can just throw <laughs> out whoever. You just throw out everything. You just know it's going to be the same game every time, no matter who's on the field. It's going to come down to the wire. This could be defense. Even Lamar Jackson, like, obviously he's a great player, but, like, if you look at his, like, he has not carved up the Steelers. He's missed the games the last couple times, but, like, he's had some bad games against the Steelers. He's made some plays, obviously, because he's amazing, but. So, no, Kirk Cousins, that's fine. They can try that if they want. Um, But I don't think that's the direction they would want to go if they move Lamar. I don't know. Oh. I mean, they do Pro Bowl quarterback Tyler Huntley, so maybe they just roll with him for a year. <laughs> you do that. Is a tr- that is a true point. That is a true point. They do have. A- I was thinking the same thing. They do have a Pro Bowl quarterback sitting right there. Colby, bring up a valid point. So, what's your second team in your uh, valid point matchmaker for Lamar Jackson? Looks like mine is in fantasy land. I mean, I hate to – I want to say something, like, out there and cool. I hate to just do, like, all the chalk ones. But realistically, Atlanta, just because – even though they've said they don't want him, because, like, they could – Baltimore, I think, would take Desmond Ritter back, like, in the trade. Like, he's young. He's he's obviously no Lamar, but he can run. So, like, I could see Baltimore, like, Desmond Ritter and all the picks if Atlanta really wants to go for it with Lamar. They do have – better receivers than he's ever had. At least Drake London is really good. Um, and they have Kyle Pitts. That's at least two nice weapons. They run the ball well. They have a smart coach that we like. The defense is still really bad, but, you know, they're working on that. Uh, they spent some money on it this offseason. So, I mean, I think Atlanta does make a lot of sense just because the uh, Ravens could get Ritter back in return as well. All right, Cole. All right. So, her cousins doesn't put fear into your eyes, huh? No. Let me go with a slightly, well, not slightly, much younger, maybe a little bit, oh, probably a little bit bigger build than Kirk Cousins. 
What about uh, the Patriots? I'm going to say, what about Lamar going to the Patriots? I'm going to go with that one. Um, you got Bill O'Brien coming in. Give him just a new gift. Give Bill O'Brien all almost brand new shiny toy and Lamar Jackson when he just worked with Deshaun Watson. I mean, that would be fun. AFC, I mean, he, Lamar would be working with the champ. And what would be Bill Belichick? What would, how would that be hard for him to say no to? So, uh, would that one be a more that strikes some fear into you, Colby? If he was wearing some Patriots uniform, that Patriots blue? Yeah, I mean, the Patriots, but just because of Belichick and the defense, yeah, that would be potentially very dangerous. I could see the Patriots, like, if they did really go for it like that, I don't think the Ravens would allow that to happen. They couldn't. Um, that's the only reason I don't see it. But, I, yeah, I agree that that would be nasty. And, like, they get Mac Jones back and – uh Lamar just but I don't think the Ravens would do that would allow that to happen I mean yeah because then you have to play against Mac Jones who would be I guess already that Kenny Pickett in that division so Kenny Pickett would be right back to fourth place right no come on Kenny Pickett's gonna be by the end of this year you people will be like okay Kenny Pickett's better than Mac Jones calling that now you put that down is one of my I would hope so it's gonna be second year in his quarterback system while Mac Jones is going into us first if Mac Jones they're about like the same level of passer and Kenny Pickett is more athletic so he's like a better Mac Jones <laughs> I think uh, you can say that right now maybe you could say better or more danger prone could be one or the other he's he's better he's gonna be a better player I feel pretty confident about that all right all right so what would be your last team then Colby uh, I mean I'll go to the AFC as well Again, all chalk, but again, it just makes too much sense. And they were in the last matchmaker, but it's the Colts. Just because they got that fourth pick, if they really want to be aggressive and go for it, if they don't, if they maybe they only love like Stroud and Young, or maybe they only they don't like the other two guys. Probably, I still think they'll draft one. But if you send that pick to the Ravens, they get to pick one. Maybe they take Anthony Richardson and kind of start over what they did with Lamar. Similar. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the Colts do have a crazy aggressive owner too, so I could definitely see them going for that. I think they're a team that's likely to be aggressive and break the streak of no teams offering him, so that's why I'd throw the Colts out there. All right, Colby. So when it comes to the Colts, I think it comes to the – that brings up the popular question of is the future quarterbacks going to be better than Lamar is currently? That's what you have to pretty much ask yourself, Colby. So – before I list my team, I wanted you to ask that question. Do you think any of these young guys have a chance to have a better career than Lamar Jackson? Yes, like longevity-wise, potentially. I don't think any of them will ever have the season like Lamar Jackson had at his MVP. I don't know if they'll ever hit those highs, but I could see just because of like history that Lamar does run around, has had some injuries, and like C.J. Stroud – I don't know how – I don't think C.J. Stroud's, like, amazing, like Lawrence, or I don't even like him as much as Fields. But, like, he's just, like, a good, accurate, big, strong pocket passer. So, like, if he – turns out, like, he, yeah, he's pretty good. He can play. He moves around enough, but he mostly stays in the pocket. He's much bigger. He could play for, like, 12 years if he's really good. Um, it's possible, but I doubt it. And I really doubt it if it's – his top two are already off the board. That decreases your odds by 50%. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so 
Colby, you sound like you have confidence in this match and in, uh, in the pick of number one and picking quarterback. I, however, don't. I still don't have that kind of research and background and confidence in these quarterbacks. So I am going to throw the team that one matchmaker last time back on the board, but making them join my side. It's going to be the Carolina Panthers. Um, I got the owner to do it. They're in the opposite conference. And for the most part, they're at least trying to get put back rep weapons back into the spot. Shout out Adam Thielen. Um, I mean, hey, who knows what could happen over there? They got a young, young, very young and good defense over there as well. So it's not like he's running into a complete shit show. Um, Colby, thoughts on the Panthers? That would be wild. Not- I think that would be cool. I like that, actually. Because I do think had they not made that trade, they would have been like a prime candidate. Now everyone's like, well, they probably just want to pick their guy. And I think that's what they want. But That's they- why I asked you that question before I said this. But, yeah, I mean, I could see it if they're like Lamar Jackson's just better. I doubt it, but it's possible. I like that one. He has some, some nice theories. I like those. It's a good list. Yeah, see? We got we we got the we got the chalk and the underdogs, just like the the tournament, the NCAA yeah. tournament. <laughs> we'll see which one t- turns out better. We got six teams. Let's see which six teams Lamar Jackson ends up on. Colby, I guess for a wild card one, we got to come up with one that we agree on. That aren't these six that we think Lamar would land on. All right. I'm gonna pitch right now, Miami, as my uh, wild card team. I mean, I could see that. Like, he obviously would love to go there because of the weapons, and he's from Florida. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to do that to Tua yet. Like, and they also have a really expensive team. Already on top of it, yeah. Like, they got a lot of top – they have Tyree Kill in a big contract, Ramsey, Riley Chubb. Um, like, they do have a lot of – they're going to have to pay Waddle uh, the bag eventually. They just – they have the highest paid – the big left tackle, one of the highest paid, Armstead. So, like, that is an expensive team. It's the only reason I would push back on that. But, yeah, that would be mm-hmm. on Miami. Uh, yes. I could see that. As far as, like, teams we haven't listed yet, I mean, that's probably as good as any. I could say maybe – I mean, some people say Detroit, but I don't think they would do that to golf. I doubt uh, it. That would be wild. That would be wild. Yeah. Think that would be crazy if I doubt it. I was thinking about, like, the Rams, but no, they're not going to trade even more picks with how depleted their team. <laughs> so like, have them picks know. even more. Yeah, it does seem like I mean, there's really not a ton other than the ones we've named that it makes sense because other teams have already made their moves. Is the thing? Um, yeah. I mean, I guess I'll say Miami with you. I do think it is possible just, <laughs> and they are a crazy aggressive franchise. And like, you see, the only reason why I say Miami is because if he ends up sitting out. And let's not say that Tua gets hurt, but let's say, you know, he's not able to play a week or two and they're going into the playoffs. Lamar Jackson more than likely is going to be sitting in Miami, just chilling. Cause that's like, like you said, that's where he's from. That's the only reason why I said Miami is what are the odds that he's just going to be sitting back and he's just going to wait for the cards to fall to him. He's going to have a different situation. There's, Sean Watson as of cards falling to him. Let's just say that. I'm just saying you can just sit back and just see what happens, you know? And that's why I hate to say Miami, but what other team do you think would come in and be like, all right, 
desperation mode already spent so much money to all in you know that's why i put down the vikings as well because they're already seeming to like either a go all in or b figure they're i don't know what they're doing their offense still has so much firepower but yet they're cutting people left and right so who knows dude these teams it's a tough one that's why i said miami because they also are going all in on offense that's the only reason why but they also did it on defense so they're crazy dude they're very aggressive Trying to think of another fun one. Stinks that the Jets are, you know, supposedly locked in on uh, yeah, on Rodgers. Negotiation. I saw yeah. just today that Brian Gutekunst said Aaron Rodgers didn't return like any of their calls or talk to him at all during the offseason. <laughs> like lied about it on Pat McAfee, basically. But that doesn't surprise me at all. So. <laughs> Good yeah. night. Yeah, I mean, I think Miami is a, is a fine pick just because I feel like we named all. It has to be one of the ones we named. Like, I don't realistically, going through the rest of the league, think about it. Like, there's no one else I could see doing it. Tennessee, maybe. But, like, Ugh, that'd be gross. Also. Like, they need to, like, go. When your roster is, like, that breadth of talent, you just got to, like, go full on to the draft. Because that's the only way to, like, get it back. You just have to be patient. You can't just buy all of it. So, Tennessee, I doubt it. So, yeah, Miami, I think, would be more likely than Tennessee. Yeah. I think we'll be one of the six we named, though. It does eventually have. It's going to probably drag out so long, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're probably – might not know that answer until next season, Colby. Because remember, they do have Pro Bowl quarterback Tyler Huntley just sitting there chilling. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But no, that's – I can't wait well, to uh... – That's pretty much the NFL news for today because that's what everyone has been talking about and speculating. What's going on with Lamar and where he's going. So there you go, folks. That's – that's what we think. That's what we think. Love it. Good stuff. All right, yes, Jalen. So we're going to get into some NBA here. A lot of news, a lot of storylines. Uh, Embiid not playing Jokic tonight. Came out this morning. LeBron's miraculous foot recovery. Uh, but the Lakers couldn't stop the Pat Bev effect. That's, I mean, the two headlines that jump out at you. Lots of other big trends. Dallas in the toilet, your wolves. So I'll ask you, you know, I like to let you kind of guide us on the NBA walks and I'll just do my little spiels. So nice. Who do you want to, what do you want to talk about first out of everything that's going on in NBA? All that that I just. Well, Colby, you listed off some great topics that uh, I have also been thinking about today. And the funnest one has to be LeBron James spoiled return by Pat Beverly. I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing. First of all, Pat Bev came out and said he wants to ruin the, the Lakers' playoff chances. Stuck to that word, and at least he came through with a win. Um, and not to mention the showboat on top of it. Colby, me and you are in the West. We loved every bit of this. But for the Bulls as well, this was a huge win. What? And, uh it's almost time for you to put some respect on their name, Colby. I mean, I know you keep sitting up there nice and comfortable. Yeah. I wish I could see your smug face right now. I, mean, oh, is, I wonder how I wonder how smug you're about to about to respond here. I don't even know how you're about no, to actually, respond. No, but, not not that smug. Um actually, oh, you want to put some respect here? I was gonna take oh, you, well, oh. I already have some. Hang on, I'm gonna record this for my own self. And we're gonna share this with our Chicago native friend. Well, here. you don't have to. Go ahead, Colby. In the story that I'm about to tell you. Um, I say I'm behind the curtains here. I already I said to Gabe after the 
before the Lakers game, whoever whoever they beat the other the like game they won right before that. I said, all right, because Pat Bev, I mean, they are continuing to win and play a lot better. I said, if they sweep the Lakers, that I will apologize to Pat Bev and um I'll believe the Pat Bev effect is real and that they're actually like he's really made them a good team. It's been a great pickup and all that stuff. And I will I said I I have the olive branch and they're halfway there. They did the first one. So if they win this next one, I'll be like, all right. I'll move I'll stop the Pat Bev hate. He's legit. Um because I think crazy. It's what we need. So I mean I'm I'm glad that the the hate is starting to tune down from you. As long as it doesn't come against your team, like losing losing Anthony Edwards to the Bulls for those couple games kind of stunk. And I was like, man. Screw the Pat Bev effect. This sucks. <laughs> like they just we just lost Ant like this. But we'll get to the Wolves later. They're the better piece of the news that I want to talk about later on. Um, but really for the Lakers, though, on the flip side of things, LeBron's back, like you said, and they're sitting what at yeah, they're sitting at nine. So in the pack to back is tomorrow. Oh, wait, no, Wednesday. They play the bull at Chicago. That's funny. So, yeah, they got Chicago, the Wolves, the Rockets, the Jazz, Clippers, Suns, and the Jazz again. Colby, we're putting a lot of trust into some young teams, it sounds like, or some, uh, well, rather questionable ones, we can say the least. Yeah, with LeBron back, I'll say this. like They're definitely going to make the play, and I think. Especially now that Dallas and Utah are both kind of flaming out. Dallas is really flaming out. Although Dallas is about to win. They're destroying Indiana. Um, but the fact that Utah time. and both those teams have struggled. I mean, it's going to be tight. It's going to go down to the wire. But I think the Lakers will probably safely get in. Because with Braun back, they do have a nice team. I think they're going to be in that 9 or 10 spot, though. I don't know if they're – I have to believe the Wolves can hold them off with what we've seen from them. I don't think they're going to – I don't think Golden State or the Clippers – Although Kawhi got hurt too. So the Clippers could even fall out of that five spot. I don't know how serious his injury is, but the Clippers, like, yeah. the West is just so bizarre. So I think the Lakers will be in it and they'll be pretty dangerous. Yeah. The West is good. The West is always bizarre, man. We had so, I don't know, X, how many skegments ready for the West just this season alone? Um, yeah, it's just been wild. Um. All right, Cole. That was the first one. I'll let you pick the next one. What do you What do you think should be the next news item? Um. Well, we'll keep in the same theme of talking about the. I know you said you don't want to keep talking about the West, but I feel like we have to talk about Dallas. Um. And how they've kind of free fallen. It's been a disaster with Kyrie and Luca. They're like I said, they're cooking Indiana, so they'll snap their losing streak. But even with the win, they're still two games below five hundred. They have a top ten protected pick to the Knicks. And I saw some people already saying, with how bad it's gone, are you better off just, like, trying to get Luka help by just sitting, bottoming out, give up on the play, and try to keep your pick? Maybe get a lucky bounce? Probably won't do that because Luka's too good. They'll probably be right in the mix till the end. But, yeah, man, their roster is a disaster. Luka's unhappy. I think potential could force his way out if they don't shape some things up soon. They got a big offseason. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm talking, like, they have to make, like, a – like home run of a move, like not no Christian Wood that I thought would work didn't. Uh, Kyrie, which I knew wouldn't work, so I learned my lesson. But um, 
Yeah, we said it. I think, yeah, this is something that we keep saying. It's it's going to happen. If they don't make the right move with Luca, he's going to be out of there. And I think this is just putting, this is just pushing him over the edge. Literally is. Like, this is too, this is ridiculous, honestly. A superstar with Kyrie, they should be. I mean, we thought that, that I think even you thought that they would be cemented as a six seed, you know, at least. Now, they're going to run game, I think only one game or even below the Wolves now. So, they're barely holding on to those spots. Let me check. Double check that stat real quick. No, yeah. No, yeah. They're not even in the play-in. They're not even in the play-in. Game back of the Thunder. I think Thunder could be a two, man. The Thunder are – Luka's obviously the best player on everyone, but the Thunder overall have a much more well-built team than the Mavericks do already. They're ahead of schedule. The Mavericks are just like, what are they doing? Exactly. And Colby, you brought up a great point. I know they'd say that they were joking about it, but like, when do you actually start considering it? Like, do you have to bottom out or not and just cut your losses and at least increase your odds? You know, you never know what you're in the West, so you never know how far you can fall. Um, dude, that's just, it's just wild, man. I, I knew this thing wouldn't work out, but golly. I didn't think it would work work out this bad because whenever I said it couldn't it couldn't be the worst thing they could always just because you know kick Kyrie off the free agency it's only for a quick deal but man this is just it's gonna leave a bad taste in their mouths yeah this offseason I don't know what Dallas does but they you know what that's what we should do that can be round three of matchmaker sometime at the, after the season's over pick like who should Luka Doncic's new teammates be. Like, how do they save this from going so bad? Because I could see him forcing out. And, you know, I know everyone always says the Knicks. (laughs) (laughs) Or Miami. (laughs) Or Miami as well. Miami's (laughs) always up there. Oh. Anytime. Yeah, it's an unhappy free agent. It's the Knicks are in the conversation. They never get him. Could Luca be the one? Because he's international. He seems unhappy. Seems like he likes New York. They already have Brunson, who he played with, and Randall. I feel like the Knicks, like, if you just obviously they'd have to give up a lot, but like, or if he came there as like a free agent, like, if you have that, would he work under Fibs though? Would he really no. though work under Fibs? That, that, that'd be the real question. Fibs like, would run Luca I mean, to the ground. I mean, <laughs> how long till he's got a while till he's a free agent? So, I mean, who knows, man? You never know. You know, he's, I don't know how the NBA works. He is a star player, so if he's unhappy, he's unhappy yeah, at the end of the day. He's an NBA star player, so who knows how long he stays somewhere at this point, right? Yeah, that's true. All right, I guess it's my turn to pick a topic. Yes, sir, I'm sure. I really, I really do enjoy this Embiid, Jokic topic, Colby, mm. because, yeah, Embiid, Embiid gave Jokic the business last time and it's kind of fair only for him to at least you know play but obviously health reasons and playoffs coming up here in the next couple of weeks so colby looks like the dial's being turned on to both these mvp talks once again for Embiid and Jokic. i think both teams are set trying to put out the memo that both players don't give a damn about the mvp award this year well, and, and they're just getting ready it. for the playoffs. He talks about it all the time and talks about – he talked about Draymond Green, how he went off on the Warriors because they he said Jokic was the hardest player to guard. Like, so it's personal mm. for him. I don't think Jokic gives a 
damn. But it would have been cool to go against each other, especially since Embiid did cook him last time. But Denver almost won. Denver's winning that whole game. I watched that whole game. Denver's winning. And then Embiid just took over down the, at the end. And he did dominate Jokic. I have to say that. But, like, I think Jokic could have got him back at home. They better cook him now. I think you guys would have got them back, especially with you no, guys on the up. They're on a two-game losing streak. I agree. I think you guys could have gotten them back. I really do. And uh, I wanted to throw this bonus point out there. You guys at least went split with the Bucks, you know. When you guys went, Giannis gave Jokic the business up in Milwaukee. But at least you guys, you know, at least Giannis played and got his butt handed to him back in Denver. So it went one and one both ways, you know. It was at least something to see. Here, it's just like, well, we'll never know. So, and I've been hearing all these ESPN reporters like, oh, I'm going to always remember this one in my MVP vote. <laughs> well, first of all, I don't care if you're an MVP voter. Just you telling me doesn't give me a lot of confidence. Just you telling me to. So... <laughs> That's all. I, I just thought that was – it is a fun game to talk about because I feel like it was very – it was a highlighted game. Everyone was going to be looking towards it. And uh, instead, everyone gets to talk about the real game of the night, the Wolves versus <laughs> the Kings. That's a big Colby, one. Colby, Colby, Colby. How about the Wolves? I'll let you talk about the Wolves first. All right, since you just talked about the Nuggets, I like that actually. I'm excited about the Nuggets. Yeah, man, I got to say, I like what I've seen from the Wolves these last it's small sample size, but Cat has uh, really made a huge difference these first two games back. The fact that he's always kind of seemed like uh, not the best in the biggest spots, that he's hit, like, had the game winners the, essentially the first two games back, like to go into Oracle or whatever it's called now, Chase Center, and do that, that was a huge win. Um, I really like what I'm seeing. Ant is also back. So yeah, I, I like I mean like I don't know what the ceiling is, but I like what the Wolves have done. I think they can hang on to the seven. I think they have a really good chance to because they are they have some depth now that they got everyone back. Nas Reed been hooping. That's the last thing I'll say. Nas Reed, that dude is playing out of his mind the last couple games. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm glad you brought some attention to Mr. Nas Reed. Dude has been hooping. I'm glad that everyone's been putting some more emphasis on him. He's been like my favorite six man on the team. Him, Kyle Anderson's actually panned out. Colby, you were right. Mike Conley. He's got the pace going a little bit better. Not going to lie. Um, but man, I'm not, I was watching the highlights and it just did feel great to just see Anthony Edwards back out there with a full supporting group around him. Um, and you see the side, you know, the C-Cat help him support because Anthony Edwards is also coming off an injury. So it was really good to see the guys working together, helping get the, our new young star up and running. Cat, um, like you said, it's weird to see him pull through in big moments. And he's been doing it, I think, twice. It's been like the last two games in a row. Cat's been trying to – Cat's been coming through in the clutch. So I've had my doubts. I still do. Very much do because it is cat, but this Wolves team, these last three games, all nail biters, but still somehow in some way they're pulling it out. And I'm just like, hot damn and how, <laughs> hot damn and how. So, yeah, how about them Wolves? And on the flip side, Cole, they're playing the Beam team, and <laughs> good God, they're favored by seven. <laughs> You're going, yeah. You're going into Sacramento. Yeah, 
that's yeah, that's tough to ask, especially Sacramento. Yeah, they're going to be lighting the beam. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to be chanting that so crazy. Uh, it'll be a fun game to watch, even though it's I'm probably on some. Yeah, it is on some off-brand network, that local network. It looks like you gotta love it when the two yeah. small markets going at it. That's a legitimately meaningful game, though. Yeah, that's big. Which is I know. you gotta love it. It's two franchises playing a game that I think the Kings can clinch tonight. Actually, a playoff spot. Oh, so that's probably why there's extra emphasis on that spread. Then I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they they can officially. They're definitely gonna be in the playoffs, but I'm pretty sure they can officially end the drought tonight. Which that place is that's gonna be an insane beam lighting. Um, an insane beam lighting. Do they announce a playoff beam where it's just like double the size of this beam and it actually like reaches outer space? That's the question we should be asking. Have you, uh, you don't, you don't use Twitter really, do you? Eh, yeah, no, no. Have you, did you ever follow Worldwide Wob, the basketball guy on Twitter? He's just like, nah. he's a little funny, but he's a basketball guy. Anyways. He every time the Kings win, he tweets out a picture of uh, Grand Moff Tarkin from Star Wars with the Kings like flat bill on, <laughs> for them lighting the beam like the Death Star. It's so funny. Oh my God! Like the beam, boom! <laughs> oh goodness! Um, All right. Last wait. So, well, can I make one last really quick point on your Wolves? Yeah, let's go for it. Point determining moment in the season happened while we were recording. It was that game where they had none of their guys against the Knicks, and they somehow won in that crazy shootout when Torian Prince shot, like, the best game of his life, and they somehow stole a win after Ant was hurt. They didn't have Cat back. They were depleted, and they stole that game. That was a turning point for this team, I think. That was a real, real win. That was huge. That could have – that, that Colby, you're right. That could be the turning point because that was when this streak started. And, you know, this could have been, like, the message to the team, like, hey, so what our two-star guys are out? And that everyone always talks about our only two stars, literally. Like, no one ever talks about anybody else, even though, like, some of the guys had some, like, really good games, like Nas Reed. But and Torian Prince, like you said. So, yeah, you're right, Cole. But I, I like that take. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Uh, just really hope that – I just really hope – that take that said when a uh, cap returns comes to fruition 10 in a row would be nice uh we'd be sitting very comfortably at that four seed that's all i'm saying hosting in that'd be pretty it'd be pretty cool but it'd be even cooler if we just somehow got away from this like middle spot that we're in because we're one game away from the warriors clippers and Suns, but only one game above the pelicans lakers and thunder so yeah, just uh, hopefully we can just get out of that spot. <laughs> That's all I would ask. <laughs> all right. So it appears that we are in complete darkness, folks. All right. Um, oh, never mind. There he is. Oh, there he is. Okay. Zoom's got me scared, man. I can't tell <laughs> when you're around or not. Like yeah. It's just complete darkness. So it's just like, all right, well, here we go. <laughs> yeah no sorry um hopefully my stuff will finish updating soon uh but yeah no it's exciting times for sure um do we hit on all the nba news before we get into the segments here i think that was i just feel like it's very unfair that we hardly ever share the light on the east it's just like chalk 
to just use the NCA tournament terms. Like the top four have been the same. The five has been the same for a while. Like Brooklyn and Miami, they're scrapping for that six seed, I guess. I was gonna say I was gonna say Brooklyn's still keeping it interesting, but everyone else. Come on. Yeah. I mean, that's the only one that deserved love. I mean, Raptors we expect to be in the play in because they didn't blow it up and they should have. Uh let's see, Hawks disappointingly in the play in still. Uh same thing with the Heat. So yeah, I think the only impressive thing to really talk about is the Cavs maybe being one game behind the Sixers. So if they win and the Sixers lose, I'll at least spice up the three seed, wouldn't it? Oh, that would be huge. Yeah, if the Sixers drop to the four and then I mean Boston They play the Knicks. Yeah, I mean they would Yeah, and then Boston finally got their shit together. Yeah, Boston, yeah, they Boston got their shit together finally. So Who's the team that just lost back to back to the? Oh, it's the Mavs. Mavs lost back to back to the to the Hornets. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah I guess we forgot to. Ooh, that was the weird. Yeah, I was about to say that was a big one to mention. But uh, Grizzlies six game win streak. Holy, and the Pels. Yeah, I was about both to say, of them. Uh, yeah, the Grizzlies oh. back to their old selves, and the the Pelicans are. Um, That's scary. Especially with Zion Rivers coming around lately. I don't think. Yeah, I was about to say. I mean, it's rumors. It's still fun. It's a rumor. It's always fun to talk about because if he does come back, oh man, it's just a whole different ball game. Like it's all different playoff series if Zion's back. Who knows how long they have to just make it until he comes back? If he if he comes back, like you said, Colby, if as you said that you don't think he is, I would say if there's a chance, fly, bro. If you have the chance, play. You already said it once to the media that you saw your bro- your bros get eliminated last season. I'm not saying push yourself to break yourself, but play to your own capabilities, man. And it would be pretty dope to see you play because that'd be awesome. I'd be I'd be shitting bricks if I saw the Pelicans with Zion. I'd be like, oh shit! <laughs> I'd be like, well, this series is no joke. Like this series just got a whole lot harder. <laughs> that'd be fun. That'd be quite a play. Four games of Zion. You know, by like the second or third game, he's probably going to have like, you're going to be so beaten up by him. It would, in the words of Charles Barkley, you just got guys banging on you and you just got to just shug them off sometimes, you know? Mm -hmm. Good God, man. Yeah, I like that. Elite line from Charles Barkley. That is funny. Oh, all right. (laughs) Well, that pretty much, man, this is going to be such an electric finish down the stretch here. If Zion actually came back, like that would be so insane. That um, would be insane. So you want to finish out, I guess, just one of these? You want to do the – I'd be good with either. You want to do either one, Colby? Or detectives? We've been talking so much. No, 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 no. Yeah, I was about to say, we've been talking so much about the damn West that I think it's time for us to just talk about the things in general. Again, I guess we're really good at talking about things in general. So let's just stick to that. Okay. Um, but she's our wishes, man. All right. We have what? Less than 10 games. I think we can officially say that for every team now. Yeah. Less than 10 games in the season. I think I jumped the gun on it a couple episodes ago. Um, now we got 10 games, less than 10 games. Colby, we get three wishes. The segment is now called 
genie wishes. Simple as that. Or as uh, uh, we're not trying to get busted by copyright issues, and there's a bunch of famous genie stuff out there. So keep like it simple. <laughs> genie wishes, and just like the rules of a genie, you only get three wishes. There's no be no terrible catch unless I say something at the end with devil's advocate. But you also have the right to say devil's advocate for my wish as well. Okay. Fair enough. Fair so enough. just to keep the genie wishes interesting, if you can figure out a devil's advocate for the for the wish, okay? Um, can I have a question before we start? Yes, sir. So I guess we both get a genie. Um, are we allowed to do bias wishes or no? Do we want to? Yeah, go ahead. It's your wish, man. It's your wish. I have to try. If uh, if I think it's crazy, that's where I have to be devil's advocate because every genie wish has some crazy monkey's paw twist to it for some reason. (laughs) For some reason. So go for it, man. Swing for the fences. It's your wish. Who knows how it'll turn out. (laughs) All right. Do you want to go first first wish or me? Uh, let me go ahead and give out the first wish because I don't even know how this is going to go, to be honest. <laughs> um, we both have different opinions on different wishes. So I'm going to go ahead and list out mine. And Colby, you stick to whatever you have in mind, okay? All right. Very open genie wishes concept. But three wishes for the NBA here, folks. I'm going to keep it very simple. And it's going to be I want the 10 and the 11 to stay the same in the West. That'd be my genie wish. I want the Thunder to stay at number 10. And I would love the Mavericks to not make the play in, just for the reasons that we spoke of today, honestly. Like, I I was considering the fact of them making it, but let's be real. If they don't make it this time, Luka's upset. And you know for a fact this offseason is going to be a huge one for him already, as it is. I'm already here. I'm here for the whole rip the Band-Aid action. So... And I personally like the Thunder. They're playing really awesome. So I like to say Thunder stay at 10, Mavs stay at 11. That is my genie wish. I think that's a good wish. I have no problem with that. I like the Mavs being not in because it'd just be funny. The Kyrie thing just to immediately blow up in their face right away from the jump. Um, the only devil's advocate I would say is um, – as far as the teams actually in the play-in, if Zion's not coming back, I'm not terribly interested in this New Orleans team. <laughs> like it's a nice that they've been playing better, but I'm not super excited to watch New Orleans play if they don't have Zion coming back. <laughs> True, but remember, this is the play-in. So the one thing that I, the only reason why I hesitated on this take was because I thought your devil's advocate would be, well, Jalen, you just said you like the Thunder. Why are you saying that you would like the Wolves to play the Thunder? Because I think that would also be a terror. Because right now the Wolves are seven. They they would be slotted to play the Thunder at that point. No, no. So remember, it's seven, eight, eight, nine. Or seven, yeah, eight, no. ten. And then the winners play. Or the loser of the seven, eight plays the winner of the nine, ten. Oh, wow. That is different. Well, anyways, uh, I guess I'm not concerned about the Thunder anyways. But... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I would like the Thunder to be there. I think they would get the Lakers run for their money. I mean, they played spoiler for the bronze, uh, what is it, record-breaking night, remember? So I thought that was a big moment for them to step up in. Just saying, just saying. Oh, so, I, Colby, what's your, what's your wish, Colby? <clears throat> that's a good wish. Um, I will say, 
I have come around on the play and like, it is pretty cool. Like it's going to be intense basketball. Like the one game, like anything can happen with some of these teams this year. Um, you don't want to be in the play. Trust me. I hate this seven spot. I want to, I yeah. want to be a six. I want to be, sure. be a six so bad. For sure. Um, I'll say my wish. I was could just go very biased nuggets one, but I'll do a more encompassing one. And I'll say, I just hope that it's all the young teams take care of their business. The top guys in the West and I hope we get Denver, Memphis Conference Finals, and I hope – or Sacramento. I hope it's those three are like – they take care of the veterans that have the more of the pedigree that are lower in the seedings this year. You don't – nobody gets upset. I hope those top three all take care of business and they're buying for the West because that would be super fun. I would – Denver, Memphis, or Denver-Sacramento Conference Finals. I'm obviously very biased, but that would be awesome. <laughs> All right, Colby. Obviously, I love that wish, but I have to play devil's advocate. You know that's an easy one for me to play. Colb, you're telling me you don't want to see superstars like Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, uh, LeBron yes. James, Anthony yes. Davis, yes, uh, Carl Anthony no. Towns, Steph Curry, oh, Clay Thompson, Dre Thompson. <laughs> oh that was real smooth <laughs> i tried i did try i love how you i hate that you caught that um brandon ingram <laughs> but uh Jeez. let's be real though those are veteran teams you don't really you really, really don't think those veteran teams are gonna get it but this is your virginia's wish i'm just saying you don't think those three veteran teams would be more entertaining no <laughs> this is straightforward. No, well, there you go. Hey, all I can do is just play devil's advocate. Let's go see it. All right, my second wish. Ooh, man, it looks like my earlier take for the heat isn't gonna pan out. So, my, for my second wish, I would like the heat to face the wrath coming towards them. Give me Cavs versus the Heat in the first round of the playoffs. I want the Cavs to move up and the Heat to move up. As much as it breaks my heart to see the Nets give that up, I want to see the Cavs and Heat, and I think the Cavs will give them the business if they were in that three spot. And then let me see the Sixers and the Knicks. That'll be fun. See Julius Randle versus Joel Embiid. But most importantly of this take, though, I, my main wish here is going to be I want to see the Cavs go off on the Heat and put an end to this whole Heat, Jimmy Butler, Udonis Haslam, I don't know what else to add on to this mosh pit of players that just ended up in Miami these last couple of seasons. I think it's time to pull the plug on it. So I, like I think the Cavs are the perfect team to do that. So, Colby, Devil's Advocate, any much? Um, I mean, my only devil's advocate to that, I do like all of that. Um, my only devil's advocate is I do think it could still be really fun to see the Knicks and Donovan Mitchell in the first round and watch the guy that they spent all the offseason talking about trying to oh, get. That's right. That is a good story. But I forgot about the, that. The Cavs are also like a loaded team. I still can't believe the Cavs pulled that off and were able to keep without like and we're still kept this whole young core intact, basically. Yeah, I mean, shoot, they gave the they gave the Jazz enough to stay relevant for as long <laughs> as they wanted to. Because now Danny Ainge, the thing looks like he's finally getting his plan implicated. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Thank you, Cole. That, yeah. I did completely forget about that Knicks thing, though. I did forget about Donovan Mitchell <laughs> and the Knicks. I did forget about that. Nah, Cavs heat would still be fun, though. That was, that was still a good wish. Um, can I do one that's just going to – by the way, we got like an eight-minute warning here. Um, okay. Can I just do one that's going to probably piss you off, but I'm going to do it anyway since you – It's your wish, man. Your wish. Got up again one earlier. That's all. I, go ahead. Go ahead. I got your wish. Go for it. I know this goes against what I've said is the most fun before. But I'm alternating back and forth. And I'm just going to say it just purely for the content and my personal enjoyment. I hope and wish, I wish that the Orlando Magic win the lottery and they get to pair <laughs> Paulo Boncaro to Webinyama together and have another generational center. When they get the number one pick, they don't miss. The Magic in their history have had three number one picks. They went Shaq, nailed it. Yeah. Dwight yep. Howard nailed it. Nailed Paul it. Caro nailed it. So yep. um, that is true. That is true. Webinyama and Webinyama can be the Scotty Pippen to Ben Caro's Jordan, and uh, they can just they could be potentially and with Franz Wagner, like that team could if Webinyama is all we think he'd be someday win the championship. And as I've said, this is also a slight bias because the Magic they're not my team, but they have a soft spot in my heart. It's my second team just because that's the first game i ever went to was in orlando so because yeah, of that soft go. spot in my heart for them even though they're not a great franchise hey there you go man everyone has their reasons and luckily for me i haven't been to an nba game where my bias is skewed to the orlando magic no i'm just kidding cole i respect it um let's see final wish wow this is uh I'm looking at oh the figure out my final wish to be honest with you, Cole, for my last one. I'm just looking at the standings to remind myself of what I want. And Colby, I think since we're running low on time, we'll just do a collective wish. Okay. And Mr. Genie. I think I think the genie can be cool with us asking for this one. Yeah. And this one goes out to all our LA fans out there. Oh gosh. Mr. Genie. Keep them damn Lakers out the playoffs. Keep the damn. Like, yeah, that's, like, uh, that, that's my only wish. I think that's as a nice, Western, yeah. as a Western team, and please just let's keep the Lakers out the playoffs. We already got enough going on over here, man. Let's get some new blood. Let's get some. <laughs> let's get some new vibes going. We still got these old Warriors, and the Suns are trying to act like they got something. Let's come on. Like we don't need LeBron and the Lakers. We heard this story. We danced the song. So, yeah. Do you agree with that one, Cole? You think oh, that'd yeah. be a good one for us to end on? Fully agree. That's a great last wish. Full send on that wish. No shame <laughs> in our biases here. Oh. Yeah, no, no shame in that. Well, here we are. Colby, time check. We got five minutes. Five minutes. Well, Colby, that sounds like five beautiful minutes of time to go towards our final thoughts. Oh. Go ahead, Cole. You got the okay. Floor. So I almost forgot. I was almost had something else. And then literally just like 10 seconds ago, I remembered that this was going to be my final thought for like, for the last like 24 hours. Um, it'll be the second time I've said this, but now that it's March Madness, it feels much more relevant. Shout out Caitlin Clark from Iowa, the most electric player in men's or women's college basketball. That is the most electric girls college basketball player I've ever seen, I think. She might be the second best after Maya. Maya Moore was incredible at UConn um, and like in the mm. WBA. But uh, Caitlin Clark carrying Iowa on her back to the Final Four had a 40-point triple-double 
in college, like Ooh. in the Elite Eight, just no one can guard her. She's cash. Um, she's the most electric like women's player I think I've ever seen. I don't know if she's better than Maya Moore because Maya Moore just dominated the sport, but I think she's more fun to watch. So shout out Caitlin Clark. That girl is legit. <laughs> that is, yeah, no, when I saw that stat line, it was, it's, it's absurd to th- just look at and see. She's a beast, dude. It truly something, truly something to watch. It really is. Um, Colby, you ready for this final thought? The next time, uh, the next time we are recording, we are going to have to be talking about a whole nother sport onto the slate. MLB opening day weekend, baby, starts on Thursday. Here we go, Colby. Just as always, it's time for you to pick up on the Buckos and for me to painfully watch the Rockies or Orioles. So, as always, Cole, we talk about the NBA and the NFL because that's where it always is the good stuff. A lot of good stuff. Thank you for listening to the CJJC Show. Whenever you want more biased takes, go on over to our social media pages, Spotify, or wherever you can probably find a podcast, if we have it up. And if we do, thank you for following us on social media. And besides that, have a good one, y'all.